Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Well, this is one of those films that comes along and get great review. Everybody loves this film, and for good reason. The film is called The Endless. It follows a Lovecraftian modern cult classic, Spring, which is a film that the, these two filmmakers made uh, prior to this film. That would be Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. And they return to this mind-bending thriller that follows two brothers who receive a cryptic video message inspiring them to revisit the ufo death cult the escape from a decade earlier i'm just going to leave it there because there's so much going on in this film and i can't wait to talk to these uh the co-directors justin benson and aaron moorhead gentlemen welcome to film school oh thank thank you very much for having us i know that yeah i know that was a bit of a rushed introduction but uh time is of the essence and i want to get right into it justin i'll ask you or aaron if you want to jump in whoever is most appropriate but uh justin where did the idea for uh, The Endless come from? Uh, you know, Aaron and I, we have probably almost 10 other TV shows and movies at different stages in development. And um, a lot of them are bigger than the, the, the last couple of movies we've done. So it just takes a lot longer to get those movies made. But in the process of working on all these films, uh, we realized that we have sort of developed... Uh, a, a sort of fetish with analyzing um, ideas in conformity and anti-conformity uh, re- rebellion, and um, and we we reached a day where we're like, you know what, these projects are going good, but we're filmmakers, and we've always just been do-it-yourself filmmakers, and we haven't made anything in a while, so we have to decide to do something that we're we're fascinated with this idea of, of conformity, um, and we keep and we kept talking about the the mythology and world and characters of the movie we made. Um, uh, about seven years ago, called Resolution. So putting all those things together, that's where the general uh, concept came from. And then I think there was also a desire to uh, to tell a story of a, a basically a family drama. Well, let me, Aaron. This is the this is the third film that you you two have worked on together. Or how many of how many are there that you that you and Justin have worked on together? Uh, three feature films. Three features. That's what I thought. And between the two of you, is there sort of a division of labor in terms of who does what? Uh, I know you wrote the t- wrote this together, but what's the sort of working relationship that you have when you're working on a film like The Endless? Especially on a film like The Endless, but for us in general, uh, we, don't, we don't really view it as a division of labor so much as, you know, co- co-filmmaking all falls under the exact same banner. Mm-hmm. And so often we're, we're, refused, we're referred to as co-directors, but co-filmmakers is like a better... A better term because there's just so much to do and we just um we don't really split it up we just do as much as we can um together until until the laws of physics make us make it so only one person can type one person can hold the camera um that sort of a thing and uh, but yeah we we do as much as we possibly can and of course we have a, a huge crew with us as well um, but I think it wouldn't really work that well if it was like oh you're the idea guy you're the you're the you're comes up with the shots. We, we're just not like that. Right, right. No, I, I was just curious because you, one of you is in practically every frame of this film, one or both, but are in all of it. 
So I was just kind of curious how, how that works on set because it, obviously it's a collaborative effort. You're listed as co-directors, writing together on this, producing it. Uh, you're listed, Aaron, as a cinematographer, but something tells me that that wasn't a completely – well, maybe it was all you, but I – I'm just kind of curious how all that works because this is an ambitious film. This is the thing, the reason I'm sort of harping on this. There is a lot going on, but the beauty of it is it doesn't look like it costs a lot of money. I mean, it, I'm sure <laughs> I didn't mean to – you know what I mean? You 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 look like you, you really got a lot out of what you were working with in this film. If That's how it feels. Feels really bad to hear you say that. That's like $150 million down the drain, I guess, you know? I mean, next time. <laughs> well, well, I want to be your accountant, okay? So moving forward, so you can just hire me on. That's not a problem. Uh, so, it, again, it's it, there's so much creativity in this film, and I do want to get into the kind of the nuts and bolts of the film because it's very, very interesting. But I just, I just appreciate creativity on this level. Uh, not only is the way that you did it, but also the ideas that you're putting forward are they challenge the audience. They, you, this is kind of a thinking person's sci-fi horror. I don't even. I don't even know if I know how to uh, what genre we're talking about here in terms of the endless. How would how how Justin? How would you characterize your film? And if you're going to put a genre name on it, I know that's very limiting. But what would you say? Uh, you know that it's, it's actually a complicated yeah. answer because. <laughs> I'd, I'd say one thing if I were a distributor, yeah. and I say another thing if Aaron and I, where it's like, we don't go into a project uh, going, hey, let's make an, uh, this genre movie. We're just basically doing what we're interested in, yeah. and, and as long as you really, hopefully, really care about the characters as real human beings as you're watching, that, uh, yeah. that we've, we've done, it. And, and, that, and that the comprehension is high on whatever the sort of high concept sci-fi thing is, and it feels fresh. And we, we basically feel like that's, those are our main aims beyond, like, hey, let's, let's stick in the genre. Now, from our distributor standpoint, Aaron, what would, oh, what, what would they, <laughs> I think they would call it a supernatural thriller. There you or go. A, or a that's a good natural one. cult thriller. Yeah. Because um, natural cult has its own genre in a way, which is interesting. And outside of the idea of a cult movie, like a movie that has a strong following years after its release. Right. I, I think some other categories, Netflix might throw it in. Uh, mind bending, mind bending in the sci-fi. Yes, uh, or you know, stuff like that. But oh, they could also call it one of those like dread, dreadful horrors, or, or you know, something like that. Like yeah, a, yeah. like one a horror that that preys on your sense of dread more than your sense of shock. Right. Thoughtful, thoughtful, cerebral, Lovecraftian. Okay. All right. Uh, that, I, I feel like people. Well, it, it's one of those. Food. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. I, again, I, I don't. I don't want to uh, go down that rabbit hole because I feel like we're we're sort of pigeonholing it, and I really don't want to do that. But to, to, uh, thank you for answering the question the way you did. The uh, the thing. The thing. Uh, let's get into it. Okay. So these two brothers have a have have obviously been in a cult that we talk they talk about it at the, at the or they what they consider to be a cult and they get this uh this interesting sort of message if you will uh which prompts them to go back is am i being if help me out is that how you would open the, I, yeah no that, that's exactly the description yeah and both of them have very different takes on on the on the their experience there uh, Justin's is uh, your your take is very different than Aaron's take. At least looking back on the experience, I would say yeah, it's interesting because I think I think both characters 
struggle somewhat with the memory of it. Aaron way, way more. Yeah. And then the, the thing that makes Justin unique in terms of how he views the cult is, is that there's also a lot of dishonesty there. He's been feeding this information to his brother to sort of manipulate it. Um, but at the same time, Justin's memory of the place isn't perfect either. It's not nearly as bad as, uh, as Aaron's memory of it. Yeah, there's very little in the film that's autobiographical. You know, we, we're playing characters with our own names, but that's basic. Oh, and they live in Los Angeles, but that's basically where it ends. They're, they're otherwise made up whole cloth. Yeah. But, um, but there is one thing, is I really actually do have a horrible memory. It's, it's impossible. I'm a goldfish. I won't remember this, uh, this conversation in five minutes. <laughs> well, I, okay, so, so going back to, yeah, the, there's memory involved here. We, we're playing with the time-space continuum. There are a lot of things that happen. It, it feels like, uh, you know, sort of the Twilight Zone, if you will, of uh, imagine a really well-made sci-fi Twilight Zone. It, to me, there's sort of a, a little bit of a dystopian Wizard of Oz element to this because they're trying to find the Yellow Brick Road at some point in the film, right? That there is, there is, they're trying to find that whatever that that key is, and along the way, we meet some really interesting people. And one of the things that I really appreciated in the film is the intelligence of all the people in it and the humor that you're able to introduce into it, and it all feels very seamless. Uh, the people that are, quote-unquote, in the cult, very affable, interesting, intelligent, well-spoken. They're all, just all of it. It's very it's very easy to see why they would be attracted to this environment. I don't even know if I have a question there. It's just I want to make that observation. Um, it, you I actually wanted to comment on uh, Dystopian Wizard of Oz. That's actually, it, the more I think about it, the better it gets, because I, I hadn't quite thought about, you know, someone going into a magical land and trying to find their way home and um, yeah. meeting a weird cast of characters along the way. Um, that's a, and what's interesting is that is the first time we've ever heard that comparison. And we would have normally, like, run away screaming, like, what are you talking about? But I just thought about it as that, that story is so heavily mythological. Yeah. And, and this one is trying so hard to be mythical in some way um, that we can now somehow find a way to... Um, close that loop between us trying to make up something and uh, and um, and and still also like tapping into the, um, the the collective unconscious that is like mythology. Yeah, there's so many appealing things, and again, the elements that you introduce into the film. By the way, I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with uh, Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. They are the co-directors, writers, all kinds of different things on this uh, wonderful film called The Endless. It is such a mind, and I can't say the word I want to say on there, a mind tease, a mind. It, uh, it's something that you really pay attention to. I watched the film twice, and I, and I feel like it, the film almost feels like you could put it on a loop. Uh, when I watched it the second time, it felt like it, it picked up where you left off. It, 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 I don't know if that sounds weird or what, but I, watching it the second time, I felt like okay, this and and in the and in the film, this this playing with time and space and everything just fits. The, the literally the film could be on a loop. <laughs> I don't we, know. Had, we had Aaron has this horrible joke um, that he wants to play on the consumer, yeah. that is to to put to put a package a box set of the endless trilogy. Yeah. But it's just the same every <laughs> every <laughs> same movie, yeah. it's just, and it's the same. But we're still going to charge forty five dollars. <laughs> so, so and that's the fun of all. <laughs> uh, if you if you, you 
you haven't seen a little movie we've made called Resolution, don't look up anything about it. Yeah. Just watch it when you have a minute, because if you watch The Endless twice, you're going to, you're, man, it's not a better expression, so you're going to your mind alone. Yeah. I don't want to say those words, but I think you will. Don't look anything up about Resolution. If you watch it now, you're going to wonder if what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I just I'm curious, uh, both of you, I'll ask you, Aaron, first, uh, your your feeling, your sense of, and I, I hesitate to even call it a cult, because we, we realize at some point in the film that these people really, I don't, I, I can't say anything, I want to say something, but how do you Thank feel, you. yeah, how do you Thank feel about cults? Uh, you know, what was your impression, what, what did, how did you kind of come up with this idea and, and make this a cult? How, how did that happen? You know what I'm saying? I don't know if I answered that right. Asked that right, but your parameters for deciding what a cult is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, you can you, you can argue the definition of cult all day long. But information about cults, but whether it's in the form of a documentary or a feature film yeah. or uh, a TV show or, or anything, or it's just you know someone sitting around doing deep dives on Wikipedia and about cults out there. Most of us have been exposed to it. There are certain things about cults that we all think are sinister, that you can maybe a cult, maybe just a weird family. Yeah. Uh, and those things are like, give them a beverage they make. Right. And people oftentimes think, oh, Kool-Aid, you know, the, the Kool-Aid thing from Jonestown. Talk about, <laughs> talk about castration, and you might think about Heaven's Gate. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Things like that, where you defend our story. We, we want there to be some questions at the very end of, yeah. was this, what was this? Did, did I did I just watch something about a harmful group of people worshiping something with a charismatic leader out the middle of nowhere cult, or was it more like I just uh, more of a family drama? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, there's just so many things. People go see this film with these filmmakers because, honest to God, I just barely scratched the surface. There, I I could spend an awful lot more time talking to you about this film. Uh, and they should maybe stay for the second <laughs> second feature. So you see it twice. It really you want to see it twice once you've seen it. I am I'm so glad I was able to get you guys on the line. And the film is blowing up. It's 100 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's doing exceptionally well. The reviews have been wonderful for it. Uh, I know. Again, congratulations. It sounds like you've got a lot of projects in the works. So please come back. You know, if you weren't scarred by this this whole encounter, I'd love to have you back on to talk about whatever you're working on. So, uh, thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Travis. <laughs> oh, okay, the film is called The Endless. We've been speaking with the co-directors of the film. That would be Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. Thank you, guys, and really, truly congratulations and all the best as you go forward in your careers. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.